0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome. This is Garden of Sound brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance, business loans made easy. Today on the show, Run 77. They're a Christchurch foursome, the majority of which are studying at UC. The band consists of Angus Mossman on vocals and guitar, Robbie Rolleston on bass, George Murray on keys, and his brother Angus Murray on drums. They're confident, driven, and there's a wealth of musical talent between them, but how will they make their mark and stand apart from their contemporaries in the years to come? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Run 77 on 96.9 Plains FM. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I've got Angus, and Robbie, and George, and another Angus. G'day. you are short. You're, or oh, drums. All right. <laughs> Angus, um, I just want to start off with you. Music, when did it consciously enter your life, or when as a young person did you go, what's
1: this? Oh, when I was quite young, eh? Um, I, I didn't really play any instruments for a fair while. Um, the parents didn't play anything, but Dad was just really into music, so he... Drilled into me New Zealand classics like, um, you know, Crowded House um, and Split Ends and kind of those crew and Evermore. And then um, started to just pick up guitar. And when you play guitar, you naturally sing a little bit. And then, you know, met some boys at um, high school and we just decided to have a jam together.
0: So that first time that you, you sang, at least, because you are the singer in the um, in the band, um When was the first time you sang in front of people?
1: I think there was this competition one time at a mall and mum dragged me along to it to sing at it. And I was so scared and I was like crying backstage and I was terrified. I didn't end up singing (laughs) because I was just so
0: nervous. That didn't scar you for life?
1: Oh, no, it didn't actually.
0: Um, Do you remember what song you were going to sing? An original. Really? Yeah. Cause an you, original song?
1: Yeah, you, you could win a little bit of money. Uh, I think it was like 500 bucks or some stuff. and um, That's quite
0: a lot of money for a young person. It was a mm. lot of
1: money for a young person. I was told if you wrote an original song and sing it yourself, your chances of winning that money uh, increased.
0: Robbie, I'm going to move on uh, to you. You are the? I am the bass, the, the bass, bass player. The, yeah. the bass player. I handle
2: the low low frequencies
0: tell me about growing up in music for you
2: i was i was much like angus i was my family's not particularly musical but um yeah i just kind of started playing guitar when i was in about year five and i always wanted to play saxophone that was the dream but
0: why sax was there any sort of influence or
2: no it's just cool really i just i just it's just cool (laughs)
0: like
2: why we're We're
0: talking an alto here we're not talking a kenny yeah alto yeah I wanted to learn it, but it was too
2: expensive Mm -hmm. for my parents. And so they said I was too short to play the saxophone. (laughs) Like, bro, that broke my heart. (laughs) So then I was stuck on guitar, but I'm actually glad I stuck on guitar because without guitar, I wouldn't wouldn't have ended up being a bass player, you know?
0: When did the transition sort of happen from from guitar to bass?
2: Actually, Angus and I, we we were in a band in year nine together, and I played guitar then. And um, then we formed Run 77, me, George, and Angus, um, with, a, with another friend, Henry. And Henry was just way better at guitar than I was. So they were like, all right, you're on bass. And I was a bit salty about it. You know, I was kind of like, well, I don't really want to play only four strings. But um, I got used to it, and I, I enjoy it now. So um, what's happened
0: to uh, Henry?
2: He's at flight school, actually. He's learning to become a commercial pilot
0: fantastic
2: he's still in Christchurch and we get him he he plays the trombone for us every once in a while
0: which is a great asset and we love to have him along George I want to go over to Keys you're one of the the founding members obviously of the of the group music in your life there was a piano at home I can presume
3: yeah so um both my parents played a lot of music actually my um mum studied music at university and her parents were both professional musicians so it was there in the beginning and Mum just got me on the piano and it was um I was playing a lot of different music to be honest. Nothing like the band stuff that we play today, more like classical stuff. Eventually transitioned to this stuff
0: in high school. What was the first thing that that you um wanted to play or you, you know, tried to work out on the on the piano for yourself?
3: Well, I feel like it was only in about like year ten when I really actually enjoyed the piano for myself. And that's when I started to learn um, jazz music, and transition into more contemporary music, and yeah, so that that was when I first really wanted to play something for myself.
0: Drums, I'm going to move over to you. I feel terrible calling you drums. I'll, I'll just no, call no, you no, Angus. I, no, I don't mind at all. It um, saves ju- the confusion. Drums, when do they kick in for you?
4: Yeah, I've I've been drumming for quite a while. Um, I am uh, George's brother, so ah. I've been playing drums. I think it's it's been about six or seven years now i um have a relative who sort of had a old kit that he never really wanted so he brought it around to my place showed me a couple of things um had a great uh drum teacher who i got shortly after that um, who was that uh hanade ka mm-hmm. yeah big thanks to him yeah a lot of people know him as h yep but yeah kept on playing that watched plenty of videos online um Got a few favourite drummers and that kind of things. So Who were they? Great. A lot of them growing up were guys in the um, gospel chops community. Sort of. Um, yep. Eric Moore, Will Chris Ferrell. Coleman, <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's yeah. brilliant. Well, He's better at cowbell though, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. No, more cowbell.
4: Um, but yeah, band drummers. Oh wow. Um, I. I as Angus just said before, I, I do really love um, Travis Barker a lot from Blink-182. He's always had a very hard-going style. Same as Chad Smith from... Yep. Um, Chili's.
0: Yeah, from the Chili's. And Taylor Hawkins, potentially. Uh, or not. I can't say I'm the
4: biggest Taylor Hawkins fan, actually. Um, I still I still actually rather have Dave um, yep. playing. But I remember going into an amazing Foo Fighters concert and... Yeah, he did this amazing rendition, Taylor Hawkins, where his drum kit sort of slid out right to the front and he played Under Pressure, um, the Queen track. And yeah, that was cool. But still, um, I prefer his singing voice, it seems, over his, his drumming style. I've always yeah. gone for the, the funkier men,
0: yep. for sure. Indeed, that's, that's very important. Um, being well-rounded individuals, and uh, I know the three of you, you were at uh, UC, um, I'll go back to you, um, Angus. What are you studying at the moment?
1: Uh, I'm at uni studying law, but with all the free time I have, I pack up as many music papers as possible. So I'm doing um, acoustics and recording techniques. Amazing. The music industry uh, and music technologies. So it's quite good. We learn heaps of practical skills. Um, so, sort of like using Logic Pro, um, how best to get a good recording, um, EQing, mastering, and then um, doing law for a. A good solid kind of background yep for when um uni finishes up and it, it interests me as well
0: just the concept of it robbie what are you studying yeah i'm doing engineering first mm-hmm. year music aside and we'll get into that sort of diverging of paths um what do you hope to do with that so first year for engineering is just kind of general
2: you just decide what yep. you want to do later but yeah i want to do stuff with like robots or whatever that sounds cool. And then, like, eventually, maybe the the end goal is to like start making my own, just like Base custom pedals. pedals and, I like, knew it. I and, knew like, it, ab- bro, ab- ab- bro, I've ab- talked ab- about this, <laughs> this. It's a great just as a hobby.
0: You know? <laughs> Absolutely, and there's a lot of demand for it. When I'm exactly. seeing more and more bespoke pedals online, George. Oh, what there are you, you studying?
3: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm studying commerce, but I have a few things mixed in there, like a bit of philosophy, and yes, yeah, a bit of a mix.
0: So the big question is going from uh, going from high school, at least, to, to university, and I'll open this up to the floor. What's been the sort of like the big difference, either in your playing style or perhaps um, the crowds or the audiences you've been you've been playing to? How has that changed?
1: Well, funny you say that. Last year, when we were in year thirteen, we were called up um, by quite a few university students to just to play at their flat balls or flat um, games and things like that. And that was a completely new experience for us. And it opened up the music scene within the university experience when we were still in year 13. So we knew what was out there. We knew the potential. We knew there was a big industry. And um, having bands like Marco Road, who were um, close friends with us, they're really, really top blokes, they kind of gave us a few tips of the trade and they allowed us to open for them. So when we really kind of... Um, understood the potential um, for the industry at university, we decided we should stick together and make the most of it.
0: We've heard about the Chilis and we've heard about Dave Grohl and uh, we've heard a few other sort of bands. Um, who would you call call an influence? Uh, what kind of group do you reckon? Uh, I'd definitely say we're influenced by the band
3: Evermore uh-huh. quite
0: a lot. Tell me, uh, because Angus had mentioned this, I'm not particularly familiar with Evermore, so um, tell me a little bit about their their setup
3: so evermore come from geraldine which is a bit of a small place and you wouldn't think such a big nz band would come out of there but we've been um listening to their music for about since the beginning of run 77 and just the synth lines and also the um guitar effects i'd say is a big influence on what we put into our music
0: so what track do you guys want to play
3: uh this is love (laughs)
5: Over slowly, I'm sure. The curtains are falling, the shadows are drawing me.
0: garden sound interview with run 77 on 96.9 plains fm
1: Hey my sisters and brothers, it's Brad from the Butlers and the Singlefin Mingle. If you're looking for a top notch screen printer for your next big shindig, then go down to see James at Against the Grain Screen Printing. He's been printing our t-shirts and merch for the Mingle for many many moons, he's an absolute ledge and he's one of the few qualified textile lords in the city. So get down and see him, you're guaranteed a great price and a mean result. Check him out on the world wide web atgscreen.co.nz. That's atgscreen.co.nz.
0: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Run 77 on Planes FM 96.9. I want to talk about gigs uh, that you've been along to, and we've already heard about uh, Foo Fighters and uh, Taylor coming to the front of the stage. Angus, I want to kick off with you. Tell me about, um, I guess, a gig that's left an indelible uh, imprint.
1: I've been to a few relatively big gigs. Um... At, you know, the Horncastle and, um, other big stadiums like Ed Sheeran down in Dunedin. But I really, really enjoy the, um, the small intimate vibe, um, concerts. Okay. So, um, I really, really enjoyed when we saw Marco road at the new city hotel, the shambles soaked dotes, um, these crew, they play to such a loyal fan base. And, um, I think the vibe you get there is, um, Kind of second to none. I don't really feel the same way when you are in a massive, massive stadium with you know thousands of just off their face people. When you can be in a really nice, tidy room with you know two hundred people who are there for two hundred off their face people, two hundred off their face people, but they're there for really, really good music, not to prove themselves to be anyone, not to do anything else, but just for good music. Those are the gigs that I find the most special.
0: Robbie, tell me about uh, your your first big gig that you went to.
2: I only mean, really started going to concerts in high school and the first one I went to was at Horncastle six mm-hmm. That was I really enjoyed that like good introduction to you know, New Zealand music as it was. It so kind of, were you a fan before you went to the gig? I mean, I wouldn't call myself a fan. I listen to their music like a lot. It's kinda I mean, it's kind of unavoidable, six sixty. Yep. Like in a in a good way. <laughs> but um yeah, and I've been to like quite a few since i um, gone up to Auckland for Red Hot Chili Peppers, actually. That was unreal, like, so sick. But, yeah, like Angus said, um, we go to, like, quite a lot of the gigs just locally here. And probably my favourite gig was going to see the Shambles at New City Hotel, like, just the energy. And we, we opened for them before, so we knew them. And they were, like, such good people and just absolutely frothers on stage
0: george uh, tell me about your concert going experience
3: uh so yeah i've been to all the gigs that these these guys have with marco road and the shambles and that sort of stuff but a concert that um my first concert i went to i went with my dad and my brother actually uh foo fighters mm-hmm. in uh, Christchurch ami stadium yeah and that was crazy just to see a performer like dave grohl who absolutely takes command of the stage and has the whole entire crowd singing his songs. It was yeah, pretty incredible.
0: Now we talked a lot about the foos, um, Angus. Uh, anything else apart from uh, the foos that you would uh, you care to tell us about? Something you particularly enjoyed, show wise, gig wise? Yeah, yeah. In
4: terms of gigs, um, again on on that local scene. Um, there's a really great surfing festival that's run out in, um, in Sumner, the single fin Mingle. It's been going on for a few years now. And at the end of every festival, they typically have, um, a wee show, sort of a gig to celebrate, I guess the cool stuff that's been going on. And I believe it was the shambles again, a common theme. Oh, two years ago, 202017. 2017, sorry. Um, they played an amazing gig outside the new Sumner library on these on these massive steps and i i remember some yeah some crazy things there were people getting naked there was a uh, giant sort of i don't know where the stage started and the crowd started by the end of it there was sort of just a sprawl of people everywhere
0: and I guess you guys you, you, you're trying to emulate that or at least sort of recreate that kind um, of atmosphere
4: we we haven't reached the the level of nudity um yet. <laughs> <laughs> we were, well, yeah nudity. I I think I think there's some level of flow between you know the, the performer and the crowd that we are still
0: looking to achieve for sure so we're talking about where the crowd uh, ends and the and the stage starts or or thereabouts, which means uh, there's a fair bit of interaction, especially if you know you're playing to a uni mob or that kind of thing. Um, so anything that you care to to forget or things that didn't go particularly well, Angus, while you've been up on stage, any leery punters?
1: Um, yeah, we've 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 got one. Um, that's just it's our story, and we wrote a song about it actually. It's when we went down to Dunedin. Uh, we were offered a, the, uh, the chance to open for Soak Dotes down in Dunedin. And it was a flat ball. It was called the, um, the McKellar Mansion Ball. And it was a big, big flat. It could fit like probably sleep 10, 15 people. It was massive. So we got there and we played there and we, um, we were in no state to actually play. And the bouncers kicked us out of our own gig. <laughs> <laughs> we played for two minutes, and they threw us off, and we weren't allowed back in. And it was um, it was a, it was a low point. Let's oh, just yeah, say. Yeah.
0: Okay, so was, let's talk about sort of learning opportunities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This. How <laughs> <We've> how, <laughs> we've overcome it. how to run seventy seven sort of conduct themselves these days. I'm sure it's not all you know sweetness and light all the way through. No. But Robbie,
2: we try and keep the beers to a minimum before we play.
0: Like, just. Don't be stupid, pretty much. (laughs) Um, I think it's time for some more music, which we all like on this show. Uh, Have you got any fave tracks? Yeah, I
2: reckon uh, Blink-182, Bored to Death.
0: Why in particular that song? Why Blink-182?
4: Both. uh, I believe Angus and I, um, as well as the rest of the band, um, a little bit more recently, we've always enjoyed that sort of quite edgy punk sound that comes from a lot of Blink's music and sort of... um, It almost seems like uh, every teenager sort of dreamed to be able to just, I don't know, have that (laughs) interesting presence on stage, you know, feel a certain amount of carelessness when you perform sort of, yeah. And I also like sort of their their attitude as well, that they they don't take things too serious and it's reflected a lot in their music.
0: Thanks for being with us today. Garden of Sound is sponsored by Mint Finance. And the reasons you should give Mint a try is that they specialise in equipment finance. For example, you might need a new van for getting your band to gigs, or perhaps you're building a new studio, you need to invest in some top quality gear. Now Mint, they can offer equipment finance for up to 100% of the purchase price, fully secured against the new asset on terms of up to five years, which means you can concentrate on the business of making music. Of course, T's and C's apply. Give Mint a call today on 0800 666 or by visiting mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Run 77 on Planes FM 96.9. I want to talk about music making now. Today, which is very exciting, you got a new single called "The Club," which has been released. I want to talk about um, the recording and writing process because this is your eleventh single, I believe, Angus. It's our eleventh song, not our eleventh single. Gotcha. But yeah, similar. Yeah. Tell me about the um, uh, the early part of recording. Um, you had some material last year for an EP. How was that? How was that done?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we. Before the EP, we just, um, had a few songs and we went into the sitting room, not the sitting room in, uh, Littleton, but the not one. Ben's one. Yeah. No, not that one. Uh, the one, um, I think it's off Cashel street or something like that. Uh, that was really cool. That was a great experience. First time in the studio. Uh, we recorded three songs called Amber Lamps, Catnip and Electrogats. Um, that was great. And we were really stoked with that. Um, after that, we had a lot more material and we decided instead of spending, you know, north of eight grand to record six songs. My word. Let's, uh, let's just try it ourselves. And we didn't really know what we were doing, to be honest. We just knew that eight grand was a lot of money. It's a huge amount. So we, um, we gave it a crack ourselves. We had an interface. We had um, a basement. The acoustics were terrible, but we just gave it a crack. And it was a really, really good learning curve. Um, okay, it was remarkable. How? How so? None of us were trained, and none of us are sound engineers by you know any extent. But I guess what I did is I recorded the stuff, and then I'd listen to songs that I thought were similar, and I'd um I'd weigh them up, and I'd listen to them. And what I um actually did for a couple of the songs is I took um, snare sounds from Evermore, put them into Logic, um, resembled the EQ. And I essentially matched it and I put a few effects on like um, envelope and reverb uh, just to give it more pop. And then I could get mm, similar sounds to that of bands that we we we're
0: influenced by. You talk a lot about logic. Where does Pro Tools sort of sit for the majority of folks? Is it the accessibility or the fact that the uh, program isn't as affordable perhaps? I'm not good enough to use Pro Tools. Personally,
1: but Pro Tools seems to be the studio standard when hmm. you go into any um, established studio. Um, Pro Tools is used Orange and it's used at the sitting room. Mm-hmm. It seems pretty um, intense for us. We just use Logic Pro because it's similar to GarageBand, which we've all worked with ourselves.
0: That's, that's fair enough. Um, so the club, at least, where was that recorded? That
1: was recorded at Orange Studios.
0: At Orange Studios. Okay, so we've gone to the sitting room, we've gone to the basement, and now we're at uh, Orange. George, do you want to tell me about um, tell me about that experience?
3: Yeah, so um, the guys at Orange were great. We just had a studio engineer in the room with us, and um, yeah, he was just with us the whole way. Any wee bit that we wanted to change, we just say, and he was there doing it. Great acoustics in Orange. Yeah, it was just an all-round really good experience.
0: What about a producer, Robbie, who was, who was sort of having the oversight over the recording?
2: Who was having the oversight? Well, it was, it was just us in there with the orange um,
0: sound engineer, Tom. Tom O'Connor. Yeah. Tom O'Connor. Um. Who's no slouch. No. Of course. I he's mean, he, he's, he was great. And he's, yeah. done, he's done a lot of your contemporaries' work yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you think uh, Tom brought to the um, to the uh, to the track?
2: Oh, just the just the knowledge that we obviously didn't have,
0: and um, how did it change from when you brought it along to him to what came out the other side?
2: Uh, he gave us some pointers on structure, and um, we'd done some of that stuff, um, kind of layering of of instruments and what have you. But yeah, other than that, we 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 knew there were going to be changes to the song going into it, but um,
1: yeah, it stayed pretty.
2: Pretty true to how we wrote it.
1: Can I add one thing? Yeah, yeah, go. Okay. It, it was about... um So there was this one experience we were at Orange and because Tom, our sound engineer, was such a nice guy but he had such a critical ear, we went into him and we said, hey, Tom, we're thinking about taking a little bit out in our latest song, um, Lakes. He was like, oh, thank God, that part needs to go. Let's take it out now. So he's not afraid to tell you exactly what he thinks but because he's so nice, he's not going to... Um, criticize what you've worked hard on yourselves but he knows exactly where things need to be and what doesn't need to be there
0: angus i will move over to you um what's your favorite favorite part of uh the club
4: there is a um little section right before the final chorus where i um am able to channel my 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 genesis influence with a bit of phil Collins uh phil collins-esque uh drumming in there so when you hear the track there's a good uh bar long ish fill mm-hmm. which i um i play around with and yeah it was really cool having tom sort of um yeah almost mold that i i guess he said stylistically it worked within the song sort of all sorts of things he yeah he definitely has that trained ear that you should find in a good studio
0: Interesting, you should say, Genesis, at least. I know that they sort of uh, came out of the 70s, but Phil Collins' uh, massive in the 80s, and that's where I would I would put the song. I see similarities to uh, dance exponents, who then became uh, exponents, songs like Victoria. Um, and there's also a little bit of a new romantics thing, if we're thinking Spandau Ballet, in there, and that's more uh, your expressive vocal, Angus. It's very heartfelt. It's very natural. Mm. um, So where does the voice come from for you?
1: Oh, the voice. Um, It's a funny one, that. I've been told that I sing really weird and that I sing British or I sing Australian or Kiwi or something like that. And
0: I would uh, disagree until you said Kiwi because there is a very Kiwi twang. Thank you. You're definitely not American. No. Um, I wouldn't say... uh, British either. Mm. Look, enough talking about the track. Uh, really keen to to play it. This is Run77 with their new single released today. This is The Club.
6: She's stressing in the line as she holds in her hand a ID. Yeah, the friends left her behind. me at the back beach no full late scene. Bouncing takes a chart and smiles, staring from her head to feet And with a nicotine exchange he says, I know your arrangement, you for free The club's where she comes alive, where she's just dead She's just dancing In her own time Yeah, she's fighting Yeah, she's wasted Yes yeah, she's fighting Yeah, she's wasted She wears her undesigned designer We not not together In someone's bed She hides the off a cigarette She knows her money's counterfeit But hands it in without a care. She doesn't fully comprehend The trouble that she's getting it. say and her on sign.
0: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Run 77 on 96.9 Plains FM. Playing host to some of the biggest names in dance music, Christchurch's D4 continues to break new ground for clubbers and music lovers across the country. But
7: that's only four pieces of action.
0: When you want your next function talked about for years to come, D4 is your first port of call. With a capacity of 350 and a world-renowned AV team on site, D4 is flexible enough to host theatre, bands, comedy, and parties for all ages. It all happens opposite the Tannery on Garland's Road. So visit Facebook.com forward slash d4 venue for a better look at the action and to book your next event facebook.com forward slash d4 venue this is the garden of sound interview with run 77 on planes fm 96.9 um i want to talk about uh unfulfilled desires no not a muse song but what sort of sits out in the uh distance uh, george There we go, you look like the right person to answer this question. Um, What's the plan for the band?
3: Well, I think we'd love to go on tour at some stage. And uh, since we're at uni, that would probably include doing a bit of a tour of the unis. I think that would be a good way to get our music out there to um, other unis. And then also record uh, another EP, potentially. Another
0: EP? And I ask this question all of the time. Why not an album? Why not just put it out there?
3: We, yeah, we may do an album. I don't think we've really discussed too much further. But what we do know is that we want to release more music and we want people to get to know our music. So just creating a lot more good music and practicing our craft and then being able to produce something that's a better level each time.
0: What happens after there? Do you want to get overseas? Do you want to do the Aussie thing?
3: That could be really cool. Uh-huh. We've seen a lot of our
1: bands that influence us we just saw Marlon's dreaming got off a new zealand tour marco road went over there the butlers are there at the moment yep it looks really really cool and there's just
0: so much more of an industry over there yep um that could be something we're really keen to do what about internationally robbie you sort of got your eyes on any festivals or anything you'd love to
2: yeah i mean of course like
0: Obviously we want to Coachella, Coachella we're we on the, the main the
1: stage at Coachella. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's that's the goal, Coachella by the end of the year. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but um, put it out there, yeah.
2: See like, what the universe comes back
0: with. Yeah, and even, yeah, even like
2: um, like people just going over to to Europe and stuff just for a, a tour,
0: of like Germany. How cool yeah. would
2: that be? Just just the boys, super cool, off for a month of
0: you know, playing crazy and, gigs and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and clean living um uh you've mentioned a whole heap of bands soaked oats um skeggs um marco the um, butlers um anyone out there on the international scene that you would uh, love to share a stage with anyone that really sort of floats your boat yeah I'd, I'd
4: love to share the stage with um a big i'm a big fan of the 1975 uh-huh. um for sure uh i love maddie and george's work um They've done some amazing stuff in the last few years, especially with sort of, I think they're some of the first people, I think, really in this decade to release iconic albums in the <laughs> popular sense, I guess. So with their with their latest effort with um, a brief inquiry of uh, online relationships or relationships online, I think they've really captured a new sound for the youth. And I think that's something really cool that I'd like to see. Next to us in some great universe.
0: You guys have been excellent guests um, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, What track do you want to play to take us out today? Obviously not something like the 1975.
1: There's a beautiful tune by a Dunedin band by the name of Mild Orange and they've got a song um, called Where Are We Now? and we think it's a great way to end the show.
0: One last question. If you couldn't go to uh, UC, uh, where in New Zealand would you want to study? Dunedin. Dunedin. <laughs> Chatham no. Islands. Dunedin. Dunedin. No, I don't know. Chatham Islands. Chatham Islands. Lincoln, maybe? No, Stuart <laughs> Island. There we go. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Run 77. Remember to check out the club. Time for my tracks of the week. Yes, you get two tracks, and they're a real mixture. First up, I can thank those lovely folks at Spotify for sticking this in my playlist. It's JJ Wild, an Ontario native. She's just released her debut EP, and this is a wicked track off that called The Rush. <laughs> Before I jump into my second track of the week, I want to mention what's happening at D4 tomorrow night. That's the one and only D4 on Garland's Road. It's Future Science 2 presented by Bass Invaders. It's a huge drum and bass lineup from some of Christchurch's finest selectors, including Solid State, Cyrax, Keats, Fance and Trouble. It's going to be $10 on the door. It's an R18 event and you can find out more at facebook.com forward slash D4 Venue. That's D, the number four, Venue. Okay, it's time for my second track of the week, all the way from little old NZ by way of Apia. It's Poetic, otherwise known as Ventry Parker. Now, during the Run 77 interview, we talked a little bit about Kanye West. And I have to say, with my limited hip-hop knowledge, there's more than just a passing resemblance to some of Kanye's material and what Poetic has put out. Now, this track is called Dedication, and it comes from Hummified 2. It's a short precursor to what we hope will be a full-length album in the near future.
8: it out. For material things see money can't buy love and you can't love bling handle your own beats don't be a punk and fake the funk stay humble the real ones know live by the code. never be bitter be thankful work harder stay guarded keep your eyes on the prize watch for these snitches if i die tonight saw love i'm blessed look at the world the crooked eyes i love the ghetto to death love
0: Right, that's all for today. My guests were Run 77, and you can find out more about what they're up to by going to GardenOfSound.nz and clicking on their photo on the front page. On their bespoke web page, you'll find out what Angus, Robbie, George, and drums are up to, and more about their new single, "The Club." Next week, frontman for Dead Favors, Jared Reynolds, fresh off the back of their nationwide tour with Villainy. This has been Garden of Sound, presented by Mint Finance. Business loans made easy. Until next week, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. Haiderah.